Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. So this is actually a very recent personal and deep realization that happened for me. And when I think of it or understand it, I always have to use metaphors um, in the representation of this very idea that has been such a big and important uh, aha moment for me. So it fits perfectly here because metaphors are needed. (laughs) Um, So I can use lots of them. The first one to like set the framework is sort of math equation. It's like in a math equation, as in life, what you get on the equal sign, you know, is like the result, right? And then the equation of like what happened to equal that is on the other side. And much like in life, you know, what you have in your life, the current state of your life is kind of the equals after the equal sign. It's the, it's the sum, the product, the whatever, you know, whatever math is being done on the other side, it is the answer. It is um, what you've got. It's what the equation that you've apparently been putting together equals because it's right here. The result is right there um, in your life. And so... I was kind of thinking of my life as it is and where things are and the result on the end of that equal sign that I have right here in front of my face. And of course, there are plenty of things that I love about the result. And then there are also these things that are like, oh, well, I, I kind of need that number to be a little different. Or, um, And so then it led me to look at the equation because it's like, well, I think I've got this equation so that it should line up with this result perfectly. I think this equation has all the right variables, all the right things, and so that I would get this result. But it's not quite the result that I would want. Therefore, what in the equation is different than what I'm thinking I'm doing here? And I think that this this is not some mind-blowing metaphor. I think this is what we all do. When we take inventory of our lives and we say, oh, I really need something like over here to change. Like, what do I need to change? What variable do I need to change in order to get that result that I want? But I do think that sometimes we don't realize the variables that we are very intentionally putting in. We're always thinking that it's like some sort of factor or variable that's kind of unknown or that's eking its way in there, some sort of outside number that's escaping our notice or that we don't really get. But really, the part that was like, oh, it's probably not some unknown variable, something that I just misunderstand about the equation, because that's usually where we think, you know, if we're not getting the result we want, we think we must misunderstand the equation or that there's some piece that we're like missing with unknown variable. Oh my gosh, we forgot to put in such and such. But often it's like, well, actually, no, it was a variable that I very intentionally put in. I just miscalculated or like didn't think that through because that variable, like that number that I subbed in right there, like doesn't lead to the outcome that I'm wanting. And so I don't know if this is like too abstract. I'm going to start getting like more 
hopefully more clear with it. But to be fairly blunt and pretty vulnerable, like in my life, this equation kind of plays out as it pertains to having the people and the connections that I want in my life. It's not to say that all of mine are bad, but there's just this like, there's a certain element there that I wanted to look at more. And that does cause me some strife. And so I'm going to put forward another metaphor to help get this more clear and then also insert some more personal details. But let's use the metaphor of making food or offering food. Uh, In any given relationship, I offer food, food that I make, that I prepare, certain um, ingredients and combinations and a certain artistry or skill, a certain amount of my work and energy that goes into making these dishes. So, you know, how much food is on the table? Um, Lots of food. Is it like sort of really artistic food or like kind of bland food, simple dishes? You know, we can start to use the metaphor of a spread of food on the table at some sort of dinner or potluck or whatever as our metaphor and because you know in relationships we do offer ourselves and partake of another much like um and and offer ourselves to be partaken of you know like this is kind of the dynamic it's at least similar to the dynamic in a relationship so i feel like what was happening to me is that i wasn't or am not having as many uh, relationships that have like the quality of food that I feel like I'm offering on the table, you know? Um, And I've double checked with myself that I'm not just like inflating my own dishes. And of course, there's always the bias of like, well, of course I prefer my dishes because they're all my favorites and I'm the one that made them up and they're like according to my tastes, you know? So I want to make sure that I'm able to look at it through those eyes too and still appreciate the other people's uh, offerings um, and not just inflate my own. But still, even when looking at it through that lens, I was sort of left wondering like, wait a minute, okay, so why? There is definitely something off with this equation. If I think that I'm lining everything up to like have this glorious potluck with someone, um, but I keep ending up in situations where I feel like I'm offering all this food and I'm kind of, you know, the, the person on the other end is like, wow, I love this food. This is great. Thank you so much. I want to come and eat again tomorrow. And I'm like, Meh. <laughs> I don't really know if I want to have another potluck tomorrow because like, your food is not interesting to me or like, like it's kind of boring. I mean, thanks. You're offering some food, but it's just like not that tasty to me and like I don't know if I want to do all this cooking and all this work and like offer you my best um and like put out such a spread on the table if like you know you have some like kind of plain rice over there and that's it you know and so I mean sometimes and the issues are always different it's like sometimes they offer several dishes and they're actually trying to bring something to the table but they're very bland and different than like 
the kind of artistry that I try to put into mine or like simpleness and they're not like really kind of bringing in lots of elements. They're not like skilled cooking. <laughs> they're just sort of basic cooking or something. And then other times it is just flat out that they don't bring very many dishes. You know, it's just flat out like, oh, you know, you've done 15 dishes and I, I can bring one. Here you go. Like have a bag of chips. <laughs> you know, we've all been to potluck, so we know how this goes. <laughs> like Where it's like, yeah, I brought some chips or, you know, something. And sometimes chips are awesome. Chips are always awesome in some way or another, but they're sometimes good enough to balance that out. And sometimes they're not. And I am speaking metaphorically and literally here, you know, where it's like sometimes you're just so glad for the person to run to the store and get the chips that you don't care. You'll gladly be the 15 dish person. You just needed them to get that one last item that would have been too much for you to deal with, you know? Great. Um, and sometimes it is worth them getting the chips. And then other times it's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't balance out the equate. That's not equal. I like, uh-uh, I don't feel good about you just bringing some nasty chips, you know, <laughs> like that, you know, aren't that tasty and we don't, they don't even go with the meal, meal. or they're just like small in comparison to the artistry and the sort of energy and love and stuff that I put into all these dishes. Um, so sometimes it goes like that. Uh, but as I started looking at this equation, you know, thinking, okay, is there some sort of variable that I'm not getting? Is there some sort of thing that, you know, I need to add in on that side to make it come out on the equals part of the equation with the result that I want? Um, you know, and I'm always thinking in those terms too, like every other human, I think we go to that first, but then, you know, um, someone pointed out that you should really look at the things that you intentionally did, those are the spots that you think you've already covered and that you think, you know, you think it's always some sort of unknown, but maybe it was just that you miscalculated on something that you did very intentionally or that you're actually putting things in. Maybe you're not as aware of your intentions as you should be. Maybe you need to look at what you did. Like, what were you really putting out there? What were you projecting? What variables were you actually you know, responsible for yourself that might be, I mean, I guess you could consider it an unknown, but like something that kind of flew under your radar because you just kind of plugged it in and thought it was a given and thought it was a smart move and thought it was fine and didn't double check it. It's like you didn't double check your own work or it kind of flew under your radar or you did it kind of without notice. Um, and yes, I do really mean subconsciously. I'm trying to make it line up with the whole math metaphor thing. But I think in our lives, um, we do this almost like subconsciously. It's like, what? I thought I had that equation all li lined out and I thought I put everything in there just fine and I didn't cross check myself and double check and something flew under my radar that I put in there um, without thinking about it, uh, with just thinking it was almost a given. Um, or maybe it was just like an impulse or something I wanted and I put it in there without thinking how, you know, Hey, wait, wait, is that actually the correct number or the, the thing to plug in? That's going to get me the result that I want. And so, yeah, I'll start using the personal example because I think it'll get even more clear. Um, so I started to realize, Oh, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> um, there has been a thing. Since I've been a child, um, and you know, so this is going to get very, very vulnerable and personal here. Um, but you know, as a little girl, I know that most of us are familiar with this kind of concept of how like children feel like some sort of sense of responsibility or some sort of 
there's always this interesting dynamic with children and their parents. Uh, so like if a parents get divorced, like one of the very classic things is the child thinks it's their fault or their responsibility. Well, in my case, um, I, my dad was sort of like shut down. Um, I didn't matter much. I didn't get much, uh, sort of notice or say so, or like, I didn't really exist as an individual, you know, and he was sort of, uh, emotionally shut down and, um, you know, uh, just, I don't know, like distant, one of those kind of distant fathers that didn't really get that emotional connection was worth it, you know, was worth putting some energy into it and that it was worth knowing me, that I was worth knowing or that, you know, being close with me, closeness was a world worthwhile endeavor. Um, and so I, as a kid, was wounded and in pain over that. And for some reason, it just felt like my task or the job that I had been given or my responsibility to open his eyes. Of course, it would benefit me too to have him finally realize, oh my gosh, connection and closeness matters. Creating and having a connection with you would really be worth it. Wow, what a treasure it could be, you know, and opening my heart. Oh my God, that's totally worthwhile. Thank you for opening my eyes. It like brings new life to me as a human being. Like, having a more open heart that felt almost like my mission or something that was like the thing I had been charged with, you know, uh, my purpose here or something. It's like I needed to open his eyes. It was my job. It was my job to open his eyes so that he would see that really having an open heart and connecting with people was life-giving and essential and important and that it would be wonderful to have a connection with me and so worthwhile. And so I felt like that. I think that is something that a lot of people can identify with. Um, and then I just sort of internalized it and then kind of ignored it, you know, and didn't see the ways that it was like affecting my equation, <laughs> but it was, you know, and I just kind of took it as a given. So one of the things that it made me do, or one of the things that it made me consider as just like a given without double checking my work was that in relationships in all of life, I was, I didn't really succeed with my dad. His eyes were never opened. He was never wowed and in awe over like, wow, connection does matter. You know, um, it didn't really work. <laughs> and so then it left me with this nagging desire to like get it to work elsewhere, to get it to work in all my other relationships. You know, I wanted people to be sort of like mind blown or eyes opened, like, oh my God, you know, really this exists, you know, or something like it was almost like a, a little thing that I wanted to play out or like repair or prove that I could do. 
And it was kind of subconscious. It was something that it was just like, oh man, I'm being totally affected by this thing that as a kid. And, you know, because I'm an adult, I don't think it's really affecting me anymore. Or I don't think that I'm actually subbing it into my equation somewhere. But like, whoa, I kind of was because whether I was willing to take a look at it or not, like in some way there was this desire. And this is actually, I see this like very commonly. And in fact, even in more exacerbated ways than mine. Um, But anyway, there was this desire for this other person, anybody that I was having a relationship with to value the heck out of me. And like value me, great. Like that was the right variable, you know, V for value. Yes, put it in. But I had like a hundred V, you know, and really I probably should have had like 50 V, you know, um, because I was seeking to be overvalued in this way that I was almost just unaware of. I was not admitting to myself. I was seeking to have the other person's mind blown or just like, oh my God, I can't believe that these delicious dishes are even possible. Like, look at this food that you've put on the table. Oh my God, my mouth has never tasted such. How can you even? You know, I wanted them to be jaw dropped on the floor like I couldn't have even conceived of the wonder of these dishes before. Thank you for showing me. You know, my eyes are now open, you know, and I wanted that level of value for these amazing dishes that I was bringing to the table in the relationship. Um, Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound like too silly of a thing to want, does it? I feel like most of us give ourselves permission to want that a lot. But here's the silliness that I started to realize. Oh, like math, you know, it's a simple equation. You can't have that number of value super inflated like that and get to the result, the number that you're wanting on the other side of the equation. You know, you you can't. It just doesn't work like that. For example, <laughs> for someone to literally have their mind blown by the value that I offer in my relationship dish <laughs> um, or dishes, means that that person, like for that number to be that high, it means that that person has to be coming in with a very low cooking skill level. (laughs) You know, they have to have no idea about dishes, (laughs) cooking. Um, They have to be starting at a really low point. And so then I don't get the value or the quality in that potluck that I'm wanting because I'm actually wanting to sit down at a potluck with mutuality and like some amazing dishes for me to try too. Um, But if that person's going to come in with that level of, oh my God, I couldn't even have conceived of this kind of food. What does that mean? That means that they couldn't have conceived. (laughs) I mean, that, that means that they do not have awareness of the quality of food that I'm bringing. So they're not going to be bringing a quality of food that comes close at all. You know, if they couldn't have even conceived, if I have opened their eyes, 
that means their eyes were closed. <laughs> you know, it by very nature of the math equation must mean their eyes were then closed. Do I want someone who is a newbie who has never even opened their eyes, couldn't have even conceived of these delicious dishes, doesn't have a uh, a good skill set in cooking. They don't have a lot of dishes prepared on their own. My God, before they tasted mine, they hadn't even conceived of food being like this, you know? So they don't have a lot of food that's like this. They don't have a lot of food that um, they've been working on for a long time. This is all like wow to them, you know? For their jaw to be on the floor, for their life to be, you know, forever changed, it's great. I'm so glad to have offered them that forever change. But I have to realize that then what I'm doing is getting like the equation and the result is going to be like changing a lot of lives, you know, opening a lot of eyes. But it's not going to be a lot of quality dishes at the potluck table for me. You know, it's going to be yeah, maybe this large gradient of like, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I value the heck out of your food, um, but not as much like, and here I have a lot of very valuable food to offer you too. And it was just like, wow, duh, you know, like, why am I not seeing this, you know? And I think I've seen this a lot. And so I even thought myself to be... Um, not playing into this. Like I see a lot of people out there that are starved for being a badass, starved for that shock and awe, starved for being a jaw dropper, for being famous, for being amazing, for blowing minds, you know, like it does seem to be this thing that a lot of people are out there seeking. And I was thinking that because I don't have that in other areas of my life, that it just kind of wasn't me. But then I found this little nook that I did have the exact same thing hanging out in. You know, I'm not out there trying to be famous in my life or like be an influencer or have minds blown or, you know, have the entire world think how gorgeous I am with all my Instagram photos or like compliments and be showered in compliments. You know, like I'm not trying to be famous you know there's not anything where I'm trying to seek that although I see that a lot of places which but it is the same little thing it's the same little thread mine just happens to show up in this like relationship thing where I really want someone to you know in the confines of our own little relationship it doesn't have to be loud and in the whole world everyone's valuing me and just worshiping me at my feet but just in the confines of our small relationship I did want someone to be wowed with the quality of food that I bring to the relationship and so then I was like oh god I have it too it's in there you know there's a little nook that it's hiding and it also gave me so much more insight and understanding into like everybody else having it too, and lots of other places in their lives. It shows up in all kinds of places where we want to wow someone. We want to blow their mind because we want to be valued to that extreme level. And it may be because we really have thought out our math equation and what's important to us is actually to change lives, you know, and to have that big gradient. But I think often we don't realize that it's not going to give us the food we were after. We were thinking that wowing or blowing people's mind was going to give us a lot 
um, it gives the other person a lot. And it is a great equation for really doing the most change or having the most impact. But it doesn't give us a lot in the form that we're probably thinking. Um, and I'll use another example because this one, I think, also really helps like flesh out kind of the, the full understanding of it. But like, all right, so let's say that you are a master drummer, you know, you are absolutely a freaking master. You've been at it for years. You're a musician. You have so many skills in drumming and you have fought hard to have them and some were just natural. And, you know, you are a master drummer and you've established yourself in the field of drumming. All right, well, cool, (laughs) you know. um, If you're looking or interested in blowing someone's mind, you know, with your drumming, having them absolutely jaw drop, value you like, oh my God, I couldn't have even conceived of what you're doing. Holy crap, you know, Um, this level, you know, if that's what you're thinking is going to feed your soul and that's going to be this amazing potluck dish where somebody is just like, damn, you're amazing. Like number one, the only person that's going to be able to do that is someone who, let's say, doesn't know how to keep a beat. They don't have any drumming skills and damn, it's hard for them to even keep a beat. They are going to be like, God, I can't even conceive of how you're able to do this. I can't imagine the level of work, the level of time and energy that you've put into this. I mean, I just, it overwhelms me what it must take to get to this level of mastery. You know, that's going to be someone that can't even keep a beat or that has, you know, a very low skill in drumming or music. But you're never going to, I mean, think of the impossibility. It's absolutely impossible what we're thinking that we can get. It would be absolutely impossible for you to get another master drummer who would actually serve you the real food, you know, a master drummer who would be able to come to the table with amazing drum dishes, you know, beats and like challenges that could really inspire you that are like quality for you you know um compliments that are actually quality because it came from another master drummer well it would be absolutely impossible for you to have that master drummer totally mind blown and in a state of i couldn't have even conceived of the amount of work and skill that you've had to do why Because he's a master drummer too. He can conceive of the amount of skill and work that it requires because he's a master drummer too. He can conceive of the music and the theory behind it. He can conceive of what you're putting before him. You know, he can conceive of that because he is well acquainted with music, like well acquainted with cooking and food. So of course they can conceive of these beautiful dishes, you know? It doesn't mean that they don't enjoy them or that they're not impressed. They can be impressed, but it's going to be like a head nod. It's going to be like, ooh, damn, props, you know, like head nod. Um, From one master drummer to another, head nod. That was amazing. That was inspiring. I loved that. Oh my gosh, let's jam together, 
you know, oh my gosh, let's have a potluck. Oh my gosh, um, that was great, you know, but it's not going to be the level of like, let me kiss your feet. Let me worship you. I am in the floor. You know, he can't be in the floor and worshiping you and you can't be on a pedestal like that if that is a master drummer as well because he gets that world. He's also spent a lot of time and energy in drumming and has been putting together all of his beats and his creations too and has a beautiful work um, or body of work as well, you know? So it's not going to be like something that lays the guy out on the floor. The only possibility for that would be someone without a lot of skills or know-how, just like a master chef, you know? It's like, you can't be impressed and like mind blown by my food if, unless you don't cook food really yourself, you know, you can't be impressed and mind blown by my food if you're an amazing chef yourself and you have this smorgasbord of delicious things on your table too. You could be a head nod. You could be absolutely in reverence and respect and you can value it, but it would be more like, wow, props to that. Like, this is great. Like, I, I can't, you know, this is... Um, I can't believe I found another person to inspire me this way. Like, wow, your work. I want to ask you questions. Let's talk about it. Hey, taste my dishes. Hey, listen to my beats. Like, hey, let's collaborate. Hey, you know, do you mind if I, wow, just a taste of your dish, like really inspired me to do like this whole other set of things or wow, just the sample of that music over there. It's got me thinking about this other thing that I tried last year. And oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna go revisit it. You know, that's real food. That's a real potluck. That's an exchange that feeds you that's when you actually get that value that I think most of us are erroneously thinking we're going to get from somebody being like mind blown nah mind blown it's like great for them but it and it is great for you vicariously absolutely it fills you up to fill another but it's not the same quality of like sitting down to eat potluck it's not necessary I mean, it can inspire you that that person is now growing or that you actually offered something that that really had them realize that you know being a master drummer was even possible or that food could be this good you know like that's great there's beauty in that and there is inspiration in that but it's not the same quality of inspiration as you know inspiration that's like oh my God, the taste of your dish reminds me of what I did last year. Oh my God, I got to go try something or, you know, and it, and that you actually took that food in from another amazing chef that has the same skill level or a similar one or the same artistry or a similar one that puts this kind of care and passion into their stuff has prepared this dish and you got to taste it and the nourishment that that actually provides, you know, um, is of a way different type than, you know, the nourishment of being like, you know, the, the whatever, apprentice and teacher, like the one that actually showed the, uh, opened the other person's eyes. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not knocking it, but it's different. And when I started like measuring out my equation and realizing like, oh, oh my gosh, that's why, you know, I was putting too high of a value on this thing 
this, you know, wowedness. It's okay to want to have that person value you or even be wowed, okay? But it would have to be the level that another, you know, master drummer would be wowed with a drummer's work. It's not to say that they would never be able to be wowed, but it wouldn't be like a hundred wow. (laughs) It would be like 50 wow, you know, and that's the right number to put into your equation if you want the result on the other side to equal something that feeds you with inspiration and quality that's at your level like a potluck, you know, instead of feeds you with a different type of inspiration that feeds you the way that serving a meal and sharing of what you have with another gives because that's 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 a different value and it's a freaking worthwhile value but that's like serving someone a meal and giving of what you have with no return whereas there and the return is doing that and being in that state of giving but the other one is a different thing it's one where it's a potluck and you get to eat too um in a different way uh so anyways that that also kind of led me to this like very shorthand realization and i would have started with this (laughs) if i didn't need to explain and flesh out this whole thing before you could actually get it but the shorthand version is if only we knew Or if only I had known, and I do think that a lot of other people have this going on, that what we should be really going for or what we're really after is a head nod, not a wow, you know? It's like we're not actually as often as we think after blowing minds. It's like wrong input in the equation. Like, you know, that stuff that's a real potluck, that's a head nod. We should be going for the head nods. You know, I should have been going for the head nods much more often than the mind blown. Um, They be they both have their place, but it's kind of like, you know, if I could have told myself 10 years ago, like, go for the head nod. The head nod is what you actually want. You know, that's all you need is a head nod. It's still amazing. A head nod is great because if you think about it, a head nod from a master drummer feeds me so differently and even more when that's what I'm needing, like when I'm needing, like that head nod from a master drummer is worth more in many cases, specifically for what I'm after, than a mind blown from someone who has no knowledge of music, you know, or no musical ability. Um, or no exposure to music, you know? Sometimes it's not even their fault. It's just exposure, you know? But it's just like, all right, yeah. A head nod from a master is all you need. The master is never going to have their mind blown or else they wouldn't be called a master because that means they have, like, charted that territory, you know? They have charted the territory of drums or food. And so, like, they're not going to be in a place of like on the floor mind blown you know uh pedestal putting worship but they are maybe going to be wowed and they absolutely i mean a head nod is amazing 
head nod is like the highest compliment, you know, because it's also from a person who knows what the hell they're talking about in that field. They know your craft. They know that work and they head nod. And they're in the position of real knowing to where that head nod is actually got all kinds of value in it to where you wouldn't need or want anything more than that head nod um, because it would flip the other side of the equation and mean that their knowledge of the subject would have to be less, you know. Um, so that was something I realized definitely has been kind of um, like, wow, to me. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was definitely worth describing for any value it could have for someone else. <laughs> and like always, um, my best way to describe it and lay it out and flesh it out always includes metaphors. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.